When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach, yes, all right. First touchdown of the year. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already. Smudge said, ha ha. It's the Six Rig Game Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the Six Rig Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane, that's never still put a damage to your What's wrong with us? Seriously, what's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes! Hello, and welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show. I am obviously not Jazz Santana. Jazz is under the weather mm-hmm. a bit, so uh, I am taking on the hosting duties today. Uh, joined as always by DJ and, and Blue. How's it going, guys? Great, great. You know, I mean, uh, kind of got the got the game from Saturday out of our system, and now it's uh, time to uh, move ahead and see uh, see what happens this week. You know, you have to go into the game, Vish, with uh, even though you know this season has really been a disappointment, uh, but it could help a little bit. You know, a win and get into the off season, get those extra practices going. And give the guys something to go into spring with. And if not, you know, we've been in this situation six times this year. So if not, uh, you know, or five times, whatever, six. If not, it's not, you know, what are you going to do? But we know the reality that the future is certainly where this team is headed. I mean, obviously that if you're a realist and looked at the 22 season, you saw that, hey, there's a lot of pieces that needed to be replaced and they're starting as you see. And uh, I feel good about this, this program moving ahead. Yeah, that was GJ. I'd love to get your thoughts. That was actually my, so one of the interesting things is thank again, shout out to Evan Sonis and uh, 
the people at Miller's Ale House for hosting us on a watch party. So one thing I did completely differently this time is I was not looking at Twitter during the game. And oh. I was like, you know, the game didn't go well, obviously. But, you know, all things, no one expects it to win that game. I know it's, it's a sad state of affairs that we say that, but it's the truth. And I was pleased with the way we fought badly. So a lot of the young kids were in there fighting in the end of the game. Um, so I was like, overall, I felt better about the program after the game than before it. And boy, when I opened my timeline up on Twitter, did I experience something completely different? Um, so DJ, what were your what were your feelings kind of coming out of that game? Well, I mean, you know, people wanted this Miami Hurricane, you know, program to really kind of go go nine and three and win immediately and. I think even I said at the beginning of the uh, season that, you know, nine and three might be a realistic goal. But when you look at a program like Clemson and how much depth they have and how much of a solid foundation they have, then you kind of look at Miami and say, okay, this is where we need to get to. Miami is not there yet. Can they get there? Absolutely. Especially with the very talented 2023 recruiting class coming in. But um, you know, Saturday was a good reminder that, you know, we still need to build and it's 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 going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight, much to the chagrin of some fans, probably. But I do feel confident about the direction that the program is headed. And, you know, I think this was a good kind of measuring stick, not to see if we could compete with Clemson this year, but to see what needed to be addressed for the future. Yeah, and, and as much as, you know, I felt we competed with the I mean the the if you if you saw our pregame show, we kinda of talked about everything that, you know, need to that, that we can't have this thing happen, that thing happen. It all happened within five minutes. <laughs> they immediately drove down and scored. We're like, we can't let them score early. We don't want to play from behind. We said, you know, Jakari Brown's gonna have four or five key throws he just has to make. He missed, you know, on the second play of the game, missed a touchdown. So kind of spiral. I was impressed that we dig, dug deep and kind of fought back. And then that middle part of the game, we did kind of play it even. Well, I'd like to like to go with you to you with this on first. So obviously a lot of focus has been on the offense. 98 yards um, is certainly not not the output you want. What was your overall kind of take on the approach and, and what, were the, what, the, what were on the offense? Obviously, we eventually pulled uh, Brown and put in Garcia. What were your overall thoughts on kind of how the offense performed? Is that DJ or me? Uh, blue. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. Um, well, um, I, I think it showed that, you know, I mean, that this team has the kids, you know, they have the players, there's lack of experience, a few players here and there. I even have people, you know, like text me or call me up after the game and tell me, you know what, Garcia is not bad. You know, he, he shows a lot of, you know, promise for, a you know, a kid that didn't hasn't gotten a lot of reps, you know. So I, I think from that standpoint, I just like like DJ said, I want to get into the offseason because I think what's going to happen is that once we get to spring. You're going to see a lot of kids. And you saw Francis Mauagoa the other day after they finished beating St. Francis Academy said, okay, on to the next step. Welcome to University of Miami. So when you've got that and you've got kids like that, and I, and I heavily think that the transfer portal guys is going to be used like it's never been used before, mainly because, like I said last week, you have a bunch of kids in there now that are maybe sophomores or juniors that are looking at these freshmen who are demanding all this NIL money and saying to themselves, wow, 
how are they getting all this money when they haven't even taken a snap? But yet here I am, you know, a two, three year performer. And I think you're going to get that. And I think you're going to see a lot of kids who feel, you know, if I go to Miami, I can get in there right now. You know, you, you look at happened with Young this year. You look at happened with, uh, you know, a Mesador and guys like that who really, I mean, you get, you get four or five more of those type of guys with the incoming class. This whole thing changes, guys. It really does because you get a couple of key players. And this conference is kind of strange. Look at uh, North Carolina lost to a Georgia Tech team that, you know, that looked awful against Miami. So it, it won't take very much to get into that mainstream. You, you're not going to get it, – it's going to be a couple of years before you get into Clemson's rarefied air. But, you know, that's the way it is. They have a 10-year running start on you. But – I think you can get right in that mix with everybody else, play yourself over 500 into the seven, eight win range by next year. And uh, people, even though they're not going to be totally satisfied, I don't know why, but the, you know, you got to build. And I think that two years from now, we're going to look back and we're going to kind of, we'll be on this program. We're going to go, Oh, wow. Number 22. Wow. That was crazy. And I think that's, what's going to happen. I just think there's too many things working behind the scenes that are positive. And I know that everybody, oh, get rid of Gaddis. He's the worst play caller. Come on. You know what? If he if he's doing this next year or the year after that, then, you know, there's some validity to it. But right now he's got nobody to work with. I mean, he's doing what he can do. And, I'm, and I'm yeah. sure there's a – everybody can be second-guessed. Um, I just think that um, – and here's another thing. Even non-University of Miami fans have said, you know what? The thing about Cristobal is from the beginning of the game to the end. He never stops his enthusiasm. And that's catching. You see a lot of these coaches that are down 35 to nothing, and they're just moping around, pushing people. To, but Mario's always in people's face, you know, trying to get them going. And uh, you know, Vish, uh, DJ, he hates what's going on more than anything. I mean, this is a guy who's a winner. I mean, you know, even when he was at FIU, he, he, he found a way to win. And then he surrounded himself at, at Alabama with some really good people. And he learned how to win there. He went to Oregon and he kind of won there. So this is hurting him inside. But at the, I'm sure after he takes a couple of steps back, he goes, you know what? You know, so, so to speak, Rome wasn't built in the day. This isn't going to happen overnight. And I just think that we're going to see progress next this coming spring. And uh, I'm excited about the spring. I mean, I really am because I think that the, the the team transforms quite a bit. You're going to see a whole transformation, in my opinion. Yeah, and and you know, you touched on some stuff there. So I find it hard not to at least play place a lot of the blame on Gaddis when 98 yards is. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like that yeah. that the the players don't justify that output. With that said, I'm struggling with people saying it's all on him or, or really. When, I mean, you see, I think Clemson was really the first game where I felt, and I think Jakari Brown gets some credit for this. They were so worried about him running. They right. were they were letting receivers run free. And they, and, and he just he missed throws or didn't make throws. I mean, some of these, that play that, that, um, that he got a safety on, the whole team was wide open. I honestly don't <laughs> know where he was looking because no one was covered. The yeah. primary receivers wide open the flat for an easy pitch and catch for like, seven, eight yards. He's staring at him the whole time. I can't believe the ball doesn't come out. But then if you look around the rest, they released, a, I, I think it was Skinner in the slot wide open for a touchdown. I think Mallory's 25 yards down the field wide open too. He probably wouldn't have scored because there was safety down there, but right. 
we got a they got a safety on that play. So I'm, just, I'm not sure where that's on on the play call and stuff like that. You know, if he throws the route to Skinner, that's another 90 yards and a touchdown. You know, I, it, the stats look a little better. That's still not good enough, right? But so this game in particular, I f- found it a little bit harder to not just look and say, "Look, the guy's open. You got to hit those throws." That's just some of what happens when you play a freshman quarterback. But even sure. You know, some of the sim- simple throws, like there was a third and 10 where Restrepo's in the slot, runs an out route wide open. He misses him by five yards. I mean, it's do you how do you play call around that? I don't know. And so the, that but <laughs> to me, this was like the the apocalypse, because you can see some of the plays clearly worked and then the throws were just missed. Right. And those are throws like Van Dyke's yeah. there. He makes those throws. On the other hand, like you can't defend 98 yards. No, so, so well, it's I'm not like, going to defend it. But yeah, so it's kind of like blame all the way around in, in this yeah. instance. And I think on Mario, his task is going to be, you know, in this offseason, like you said, as we get to the offseason, we got one more game to play. And if we win it, a bowl game. But, you know, looking at overall what what was the root cause, some of it's going to be players, some of it's going to be coaches, some of it might be coaches' responsibilities, right? Maybe he. Uh, only thing Will knows is if people f- get fired, right? Because then you'll say, okay, this guy's <laughs> gone. Other, you can make a lot of changes without firing people. You can say, hey, you know, one of the issues we have is this guy's stretched too thin. He's got too many responsibilities. Some of this someone else needs to pick up so we can focus on these other things. Like, there's a lot of ways to change things up without firing a coach. And his 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 job, certainly a lot of the players are going to change over. So I think that's going to happen regardless. But from a coaching standpoint, you know, it's his job to look at the whole staff and say, okay, clearly this offense is not acceptable the way we played this year why what is the path to making it acceptable and right. does that involve switching the coaches up or does that involve changing responsibilities or changing the way we practice i think one thing that does need to be looked at is you mentioned garcia like neither he or brown have looked good at all through and you know these are highly touted kids and and look they're gonna miss throws you play a freshman they're gonna miss reads all of that is gonna all of that is is gonna gonna come into play Right, but yeah, I mean they've Brown looked okay. It looked looked pretty good throwing the ball against Georgia Tech. I mean Garcia's never looked comfortable this year, and so it's it's hard for you know maybe they need to look at some how are they coaching these quarterbacks, right? And again, that does not mean you necessarily have to fire all the coaches. I think we're so used to. I said this earlier, and I'll repeat this now, and then I'm gonna throw it to DJ. Um, we are so used to having coaches that are so obviously not qualified for their position that the answer is always fire them. Yeah. Because when you're looking at people, you're like, that person should not be the coordinator, offensive, defensive, whatever at the University of Miami. They have to go. In this instance, all of our coaches, at least on paper, are very well qualified for the position they're in. Neither of them are above, you know, their station. They all pretty much came from other P5 schools (laughs) doing the same job. Yeah. So – so that's not the issue, and we're, I think we're struggling as a fan base to think, okay, now we have qualified people underperforming. What do you do with that? Because our solutions always in the past been fire them, fire them, fire them, because of course you should fire them. That guy shouldn't be the coach anyway, right? But we don't have that situation down. Fortunately, unlike the uh, previous inhabitant of these parts, Mario's not going to give a crap what we say. He's right. going to go do his evaluations and, and make make whatever changes he thinks we need, and he talked about that um, uh, on uh, the, on the radio this morning. You know, when he was saying, "Yeah, we're going to evaluate everything in house," and that's what he's going to do. 
Uh, DJ, your your thoughts on that <laughs> on that offensive performance? I didn't think it was very good at all, quite honestly. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bash it this whole show, but I think what we're seeing here is with a rebuild that this program is going to need to have, and with all of the new faces that Mario and the coaching staff are bringing in, we're seeing development in real time, and sometimes that does not look pretty at all. You know, I think, you know, that's not the only reason why, why you know, we struggled on Saturday, for instance, but... You know, I do think that, you know, an in-house evaluation, not firing coaches, but maybe kind of just assigning different duties and saying, okay, we need to do this better next year in order to compete. We failed at this in 2022. Let's try to sure it up for 2023. I think, you know, kind of that in-house evaluation, like you said, is, you know, an extremely important thing to do because, you know, I, I haven't been happy at times with, Josh Gaddis play calling, but I don't think all of the blame falls on him. I mean, I just think, you know, there's a lot of new pieces and there's a lot of development that needs to be done and it's not going to happen overnight. And I think, honestly, you said you didn't look at Twitter really on Saturday, Vish. I <laughs> I looked at Twitter and DJ uh, fans did. are struggling <laughs> with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did after the game, during the game. I was just watching with like my friends, people like Chad's were all like, all right, like, you know, you just want the team to play well. I guess for me, I had I was I'm in the acceptance phase of my grief. So I was just like, look, I know how this is gonna go. So I didn't really feel like, oh, come on, if we can just make a play here, they were gonna win. So when the team really I felt played hard the entire game. Again, the first quarter really just everything went wrong including like Clemson making some ridiculous catches in traffic too. It was just like, we just could not, I mean, they, they showed really like where we want to get to, right? You saw a lot of that in the first quarter. And even, you know, that crackback block they called on nine was questionable because he pulled out of the block and didn't really even hit him. You know, if you get that play, you're up at midfield, you're feeling a lot better about yourself. Obviously he has the Restrepo throw. You have a touchdown the second play of the game that changes things a lot, just in terms of mindset. We weren't going to win anyway. Let's just be blunt about that. They were, they're clearly better. But, you know, after everything kind of went the other way, you know, we were in a Florida State situation, except they responded this time. And to me, that's the character building we're talking about. And so that, that's why I was generally pleased that I get, I get <laughs> on Twitter and it's all like, this is the worst team I've ever seen. It's it like, was a mess. I've seen worse at Miami. So I don't know what you're talking about. I've definitely seen worse teams. Twitter was a mess. We had a quarterback complete one pass once. <laughs> that was so, a Covington time, or what was, this was this was Kirby Freeman. We almost won oh, that Kirby, game. Oh, was, oh, we Kirby. lost in overtime. He threw a touchdown. It was like a seventy-eight yard touchdown. He threw one pass that he completed. And it was a touchdown. Kirby Freeman. There's a name. Yeah, I mean, so we've been we've had worse teams than this. I think the frustration here is we had a better, a higher expectations for this team than what what has shown up. And I think I think the other times we've been down, like you mentioned, the Covington that that. 9017 we knew there were no scholarship players it was going to be a bad year going in um 2007 was the other team that i mentioned where we only had the two quarterbacks on scholarship and that was it was freeman right like we knew and then wright was injured in that game so it's like the only call you couldn't even pull it we don't have another quarterback on the roster right so we knew going into that year this is going to be bad i think in this this year we felt we had you know even even if you were being a pessimist no one had five and six after 11 games. So I think, I think, you know, we're sitting here and even the AM game, even though it was a loss, we felt like, okay, that's a good team. 
and when we were clearly better than them, this is going to be a good season. It turns out they're actually just bad too. So it's just, yeah, it's just like the perfect the perfect storm of like raising our expectations and having the bottom fall out. I think makes it feel a little bit worse than you know we've we've had worse teams than this for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so so um, let me let's let's talk the other side of the ball because I think there was a lot of in, encouraging things on defense. Uh, Blue, we'll start with you. Um, do you want to give us your take on how the how the defense overall performed? I'll tell you what. You know what? I mean, the front seven really. I mean, when there weren't big plays, and you know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, but but also let's let's also look at Clemson was without their two best offensive linemen. They lost one of them for the year now. Uh, the kid from down here, uh, I was talking to uh, his mom the other day and he a- had an ACL. So, but that being said, I just thought that they, they showed some life penetration. They tackled a lot better. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you got to remember, I mean, this is, this isn't, uh, you know, a team that, uh, you know, has the continuity. I thought, you know, they, it's awfully tough if you if you don't get the pass rush sometimes for your secondary to do anything effectively. But I, I saw a lot more, a lot better play from some of the other guys. I, you know, Cam Kitchens, you know, even though he didn't come up with those type of plays like he did, you know, the week before against Georgia Tech, you could just tell <clears throat> he's a leader. You know, he's in there talking, he's pointing stuff. I watched him in a couple of plays. They played the run, uh, you know, at times. I mean, Shipley's the beast. I mean, you know, there's no other way about it. I mean, you know, and he's, this isn't the first team he's, he's going to, you know, shred. So, but I thought they contained as much as they could. They had, I, you know, I, I really thought they had some defensive schemes, you know, set up. I mean, that and plays. And I, you know, I'll, I'll give Steele a credit because, I mean, he tried to make some adjustments. And you said, Vish, there was a point there, um, probably in the middle of the game, where Miami's playing them even. You know, they got them off the field a couple of times. Uh, that was important. So from a defensive standpoint, I, I really, really thought they played a lot better than I thought, you know, I really thought that they would get shredded in every which way, but they didn't. And uh, just shows you, you know, that people get upset at some of the coaches sometimes. And remember the coaches spend the entire week devising plans to put the players in a position to make plays. Now, if the player isn't in that position or he's there and doesn't make the play, you can't go blaming the defensive coaches. I mean, they, you know, if they've worked on it and they put him there and they're, you know, perfect position and the guy whiffs on a tackle. I mean, you know, and that happened twice the other day, but it, it's happening a lot less than it was. You know, I look back in the in the beginning of the year and the tackling just and I think you and I said, Bish, I, maybe it was the A&M. No, it was Southern Mississippi game where they had a couple of plays there, like on the long pass plays and they weren't tackling worth, a, you know, a darn. But, yeah, no, I all I was looking for is improvement. You know, I mean, and they improved a great deal from, from the beginning of this year. And, uh, you know, they looked – you know, I don't care what the score says. I think they look respectable more times than they didn't. You know, and, and that's – to me, that's refreshing. Yeah, and I think this is this is one of those situations where the score definitely did not reflect the performance. Uh, they've, they've got they, – they got two garbage time touchdowns that kind of exploded the 40 points out there when it was not a 40-point – defensive performance at all right. um and yeah, yeah and i mean we saw on display i mean looking at the you know comparing the offenses just you know their guys are making plays that our guys just aren't capable of that first touchdown that they got i mean that was covered 
he threw it into coverage and the guy makes a tough catch and you're like, oh, what yeah. do you do with that defensively? You had the coverage. You know, Clemson's good for a reason, right? And then yeah, I think no, 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 so, no. so that, I mean that there was a there was a bit of that and as the game kind of settled down, you know, even Clemson's not gonna keep making catches and plays like that. And I think that that evened out and then the middle part of the game played like shut him down, forced turnovers, did everything he needed to do, and then you know the bottom. They got off the field, off. Bish, yeah. which was good. Sometimes yeah, they, they the don't opera- do that. Yeah, and they gave the offense opportunities time and time again, including the touchdown was basically created by the defense. Um, so so they they more than did their job there. And then eventually, you know, you wear out. And those last five minutes, they gave up the two touchdowns, one off of a turnover that just, you know, made the score not representative in terms of how they played. But they competed, though. Even on that last touchdown, you know, Dabo's trying to run it in with 20 seconds left. They still – they were still – they were still competing and and – at this stage, I know, you know, given where the season started, saying moral victories isn't great, but, you know, yeah. that, that was good that we kept fighting. It was kind of the opposite of the Florida State game where everyone packed it in early. And, you know, before DJ uh, says his part, the thing that I like the most, you know, especially with Mario, is like you look back at the Florida State game and during our post-game press conference, one of the reporters said, listen, are you upset that, that Florida State was trying to run up the score passing, you know, late in the game. And he looked at him, he goes, why it's part of the game. He goes, the shoe will be on the other foot one day. See, and I like that because, you know, people are, you know, sometimes you get so irate at that and then, Oh, wait till he gets, you know, I mean, but Mario's got that inner fire burning that I like. And, and don't, don't you think for a second that he's not putting all this stuff in his memory bank, because in a couple of years, if Clemson comes down and Miami has a chance to rub it in their butts, they will. And there's not a thing that Swinney can say or anybody else, but it, it's, it's, it's tough right now. Like I said, for, for guys who have won and you, and you said it, uh, Bish, that a lot of these guys didn't just drop out of the air. They came from really good programs, you know, power five programs where they won. So this is probably, this is a trying time for everybody, you know, and, and the best thing in the world is nobody's, there's not a lot of finger pointing because if they're finger pointing, they're leaving. And, and, and you know what? See ya. You know, I mean, it, it, you got, you got to be a team player. You got to take wins and you got to take losses. And, and I think this team's going to be better off for it over the next couple of years. Yeah. And, and you definitely see, um, you know, some kids are already jumping in the portal and, and some of them oh. it's because they don't see a future playing oh. time. Others just don't want to, you know, they're not in for the culture that we're creating and, and that that's fine. Like, I mean, this is, the reality is, you know, they got to make their business decisions, and 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 it'll, it in my in my opinion, accelerate this rebuild to get, you know, having it's better to have an empty seat in the locker room than have someone not bought in, filling that seat. And so I think long term that pay off. So DJ, let me throw this to you on the, on your your thoughts on on the defensive performance Saturday. I thought the defense played well given the circumstances. I mean, when you look at a team like Clemson. They've been so good for, gosh, probably the last seven or eight years that what we saw on Saturday was kind of a culmination of just building a winning culture, building a winning football team, hammering home execution, hammering home what it takes to win a football game. And Miami, at least this edition of the program, doesn't know how to do that enough to make waves nationally so to speak they don't have the stability that Clemson has managed to have and that's going to take time obviously 
But right. um, as far as the defense is concerned, I was very impressed with Cam Kitchens. He had 13 tackles. I believe he had three interceptions last week. So he's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, so he's played really well over the past really well. couple games. And, you know, it's stuff like this where I know we don't like moral victories, but the continued strong play of a guy like Cam Kitchens, you know, is something that he can build off heading into the spring and, you know, something that, you know, good play from Cam Kitchens could help heading into next season. Jeez, what the hell is that? <laughs> that is you, Lou. <laughs> Um, go ahead, DJ, if you weren't done yet. No, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so just a couple of questions in the chat. When we talk about culture, we talk about what Mario is trying to build here, which is very different from – I mean, it, I, I am somewhat sympathetic for uh, to some of these kids because they signed up for Manny Diaz's country club, and that's not what they're going to experience here. Um, so some of them are like, this is not what I – I signed up for the yacht and the tackling dummy and the, and the social media stuff and not this. And so I don't think it's any surprise that some of them have taken to social media voice frustration because that's the program they signed up for is the one that does things like that. Cause the head coach did things like that. So, you know, that's, it's not, it's not just, you know, it's easy to say, you know, Oh, we just bring the winning culture. That's not really, we're just talking about like just a program approach is very different than what it was when most of these kids were recruited. And some of them are going to be receptive to them. Some of them aren't, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Mario kills the social media entirely at some point. Just like none of you guys are allowed to go on there. Wow. Um, I, I w- would not surprise me if that comes out eventually. Um, just because he's probably sick of answering questions about it, and 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 it doesn't do a service to what he's trying to do here. Meanwhile, the previous coach, you know, was felt like he spent more time on Twitter than in film. <laughs> So it's just it's 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 a culture mm-hmm. change. If you again, if you put yourself in the player's shoes. And you came to play for that guy, and now you have this guy. <laughs> Some people are like, wait, wait, wait. That's not what at all what, I, what, what my college experience was going to be. So, I think we're seeing some of that, and it's not. It is what it is. I mean, I will. I will I note that, that yeah. as, as far as I know, Penn State has not taken any of them. So, <laughs> so, um, and some of them are defensive players. So, so we'll see how much uh, Manny believed in the guys he recruited, because certainly. You know, some of these, these are his recruits. Everyone on the defense is his recruit. He was a defensive coordinator before. So, yeah, he had a long time here. And yeah. if, he's not, if he's not going into the portal and trying to snatch up some of these defensive players, it might tell you something about, you know, the caliber of player he recruited if he thought they were good enough to play for him here but not good enough to play for him at Penn State. Yeah, especially like Frierson, Roberts, guys like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he goes and, and says, yeah, that that kid should play for me or if that was only just here, so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, before we um, we uh, pivot, all right, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone here a little, speaking about our comfort zone. Before we pivot to a pit, I'm going to try and read a Manscaped ad. So bear there with you me. go. <laughs> this could end poorly. Um, <laughs> Jazz did, did give me the ad copy, which was for the old one. So I'm going to try this. Hopefully we can see the screen here. Um, was that price picks? Wow, we started off not well. <laughs> nope, I see Manscaped on here. Oh, you, right see, now, so. you see Manscaped, I yep. see price picks. All right, oh, okay. Get to a, <laughs> um let me see if i can get to uh, uh oh did it go away it sure did all right <laughs> things aren't i'm also like not uh, you can probably tell not my normal location because i'm in miami let's try this again oh you're down <laughs> in south florida now yeah okay. we got we got pit this weekend man big game oh no, you're oh you're actually coming out for that game too well no i'm just it's thanksgiving so i'm in town but oh, okay. yes <laughs> while i'm here i will i will attend the pit game there you go um all right, one more time. I think I can do this correctly. All right, Manscaped. Um, so, again, the, the ad copy is not. So, Jess said, quote, I usually wing it, which is not great for me. But, um, <laughs> all right, so Manscaped. Actually, I do have the, the banner here. There we go. There's your offer code. So, uh, Manscaped running a deal on their performance package uh, 4.0. You can get a discount on it. Um Wow, this is going well. Um, so, so the lawnmower, so the, the performance package has the the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver trimmer, boxer briefs, and a travel bag. Jazz has flashed the dra- travel bag multiple times on the show. Hopefully, you've seen it. Um, so, you give the code offer code five RSN. Uh, you get twenty percent off plus free shipping. So, you get both of those things. Um, I know. Uh, you know, in the uh, the rest of the country, you know, maybe, you know, letting it grow out a little bit there might pay off now when it's cold, but that does not apply <laughs> to Miami. So get get your uh, get your performance package 4.0. You'll, you'll get a discount using the offer code 5RSN, um, and you'll support the show as well. So um, head to manscaped.com, and then at, at checkout, just enter offer code 5, the number 5RSN, and uh, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. So uh yeah thanks for supporting the show and our sponsor and all right while i'm in here i might as well do the uh the price picks there you go <laughs> well let's let's uh let's see this let's see if i can normally i'll we'll tell like... you just to add an addendum to your uh your uh previous commercial uh, i am a user so i can tell you firsthand it's big time yeah, and everyone that that buys it that talks to me about it is like that stuff is it's great. Um, it because is. if you buy a if you buy a razor, if you think you just use your normal razor, the uh, the the lower area of your body is not the same as your face. No, yeah. <laughs> so using a, using a facial razor there, you could you could run <laughs> some issues without going. Nine one one is what the number will be. <laughs> yeah, so so definitely, if you're, if you're if you're planning to do some uh some housekeeping down there, definitely uh, there you go. Definitely uh, uh get get yourself some Manscaped products to 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 do it safely and effectively. Um, all right, second sponsor for the night, Prize Picks. Um, well, again, offer code uh is for this one is five. The the word F. 
uh, the Ward 5 FIVE. Um, you basically can set your lineups, uh, and uh, they'll uh, and and uh, and um, and and essentially bet on uh, on um, set your lineups and then uh, bet on 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 games on on statistics. Um, so so right now, obviously, football season is the big thing. World Cup just started. You can you can put World Cup players in there. Um, just in time for the season to end, unfortunately, as, as you know, Jazz and I host an F1 show with Moni Labro. They finally added Formula One to prize picks, and then uh, the season's over. But for next year, definitely get in there and set your Formula One lineups again. Offer code five, and they'll put they'll get, they'll they'll match your deposit. So again, head to, head to PrizePicks.com, set your lineups. Way to, way to win some money. Um, use the offer code five. You'll get 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 you started there. But um, uh, a good. Another another good sponsor, not just of our show, but of the entire uh, Five Reasons Network, and kind of a fun way to keep up with the games. Fortunately, the Dolphins are good this year, so you can actually watch them for entertainment. But you know, maybe college football, you're kind of maybe I don't know, maybe your college football team is not quite where you want them to be. This is a good way to keep the games entertaining, anyway. So, PrizePicks.com, set your lineup. You know, drop some money in there with the offer code Five, and and uh, yeah, make a little money on the side while watching the games. All right, let us pivot to. Pittsburgh. So we kind of set the context earlier. <laughs> the Canes are five and six. So, uh, uh, wow, Jazz was putting notes in the comments. Man, you know how many screens I have open, man? What? I usually have like 400 of them, and I have like different monitors. That's how I'm officially able to move back and forth. And now I'm just working off a laptop. Um, but anyway, okay, mix and match players from different teams and leagues. Thank you. Where, where were you reading this live on the show so I didn't have to? Um, all right. So, um, um, anyway, pivoting to Pitt, we set the context a little bit. We're five and six, so the, the Canes need to win this game to get to a bowl game. So I guess let's just start with that. So I know Blue and DJ, you both earlier earlier said just want to get to the offseason, you know, start the transition. So I guess how important do you think it's it's going to be to to win this game to get to a bowl game? I'll start with you, you Blue, on that. I mean, to get to a bowl game, you got to win it. I mean, there's no option. I mean, but I think, you know, they usually do well. They And they come, you know what, and I think you brought it up before. Um, they come in with every a, a game with a positive attitude, you know. So to me, I mean, that helped them in the Georgia Tech game on the road. You know, it's helped them in a lot of wins this year when they won. They always had that positive attitude throughout. And even in the Texas A&M game, which you, which you saw firsthand, um, I really think that this is a program that has an opportunity, uh, you know, to, to win this game. I mean, really, I mean, cause they're going to come out on fire. They're going to, you know, I mean, obviously Pitt is nowhere near what Clemson is or really nowhere near what Florida state is right now. I mean, like I said, it's, uh, I think Vish and DJ, they got a really good chance. You know, they really do. I mean, you know, um, uh, the opportunity to at least send the seniors. You see, that's the important part. I mean, they don't have a ton of seniors, but they do have seniors who've endured some of this crap. <laughs> and I think they deserve to go out uh, with a bowl game, get those 15 extra days of practice, you know, uh, be in an opportunity where they get to go someplace and get some, you know, some goodies and be recognized, win, lose, or draw. But uh, so I think this is important. You know, from a fan standpoint, I know it's going to be. They, they may not have a, a large crowd, but you know what? If you're a fan, you come out. Come out and support them. And uh, you know what's, what everybody who's a fan realizes what, what this team's about. Really. 
I mean, I know that sometimes, you know, they, they go off the rails, but um, yeah. So to answer your question in a direct way, I think it's important to win this game because I think that if, if for nothing else, send those seniors out with a good, uh, good feeling. TJ. Send the seniors out with a good feeling. And also, you know, this is something you can build off of as a program. If you win, especially heading into 2023, I mean, Yes, I know the season is not, you know, what we've all thought it was going to be or what we all wanted it to be. But, you know, if you win and, you know, if you win a bowl game, that at least gives you a stepping stone that you can build off of for next season. Sending the seniors out, like Blue said, they've been through a lot while they've been here. And to and to get them a bowl game win would be absolutely um, fantastic. And to even get to a bowl game would be absolutely fantastic. So, you know, I do think there is a lot to play for here still. And I do think um, I do think it will be a good game on Saturday. Um, yeah. Pitt, Pitt, Pitt is a tough team. They've always played Miami tough. And, you know, I think um, I'm excited to see what um, what can happen on Saturday because I do think there this is a very important game. And there still is a lot to play for, especially for the players on the field themselves. Yeah, and and you know, there's this has been a season of I think missing what we expected in terms of, um, you know, setting preseason goals. But you know, one thing is make a bowl game. So it'd be nice to at least accomplish one thing this year. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's that's a, but also, a this, is, this is a program that's won two bowl games in like the last twenty years. Like that, yeah. like that that blue turf game when Coker was the lame duck coach and coached the last yeah. game, and then the, the first bowl game ricked against West Virginia. That is it. That was the so, Colin Kaepernick game, wasn't it, with the uh, Nevada Reno? Yeah, I don't think he was on that team. Yeah. But yeah, that he, was that but, was against the school. I, I think he might have been on the team but hadn't wasn't playing. They played right. someone else. I remember that game pretty speaking vaguely. Speak, speaking of Kirby Freeman, he won MVP of that bowl game. So oh, um, so yeah. And then the only other one was uh, the Brad Kaya team that went to the uh I guess they were calling it Champ Sports Bowl at that point. Whatever they were calling that Orlando Bowl um, uh, when West Virginia game, yeah, that blowout uh, where we dominated. That was a that was a strong performance. That that is that's it. Those are the only <laughs> two bowl wins, and so you know, getting to a bowl game and winning it, even if you know, like, that's a BS ball. Who cares? Like that, something we have not done a lot of, and 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 you get a trophy at the end of it. That you know, the, it would be nice for this program to have some positive stuff. Happen, yeah, so. yeah. So I think in that sense, it matters. Not to mention, we've all already discussed in previous shows the additional practice time and all of that that comes in. But sure, you know. But also just, frankly, if we have loftier expectations, you know, preparing for a bowl game is very different than preparing for, um, you know, a week-to-week a week to week game. And, you know, we didn't play in a bowl game last year. And it's been very little, very little of that experience for these kids. So, you know, getting used to that rhythm, if you think they will be in a much better bowl game in 2023 – you know, hopefully that's not their first bowl experience for a lot of these kids. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I think all of that matters in terms of prep. So let's talk a little bit about Pitt. They're seven and four. They're coming on a three game winning streak. Um, those wins are against Syracuse at Virginia and against Duke. Um, the Duke game was last week at home. They won by two. Um, I think they're a perfect example blue of what you talked about earlier And the ACC is just crazy. Cause they do yeah. have, they have losses to Louisville and to Georgia tech. Um, yeah. But wow, Georgia gone. Tech is the hardest team to figure Unbelievable, out. Unbelievable, right? They beat, they beat North Carolina and Duke and, and, and Pitt. Yeah, just they beat three like quality the, wins. Yeah, it's just unbelievable, right? But they also lost to Louisville, is not a very good team. 
but no. um but beat Syracuse who is a good team so yeah, yeah. They, and they took they lost to Tennessee in overtime at the beginning of the year I think we thought that was two probably even teams and Tennessee exploded into like a top 10 team it's like oh that pit pit almost took them out right at the beginning so they've kind of been up and down uh but Blue, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on this game? And I guess what are the keys do you think Miami needs to do to win? They run the ball well. And Miami's got to stop the running game. They they seem to they're big up front. They run the ball. Obviously, their quarterback situation isn't what it's been the last couple of years, but uh and they're always good defensively. I mean, you know, they they have a, a lot of good defensive minded coaches, their head coaches. Uh, is a great defensive mind. So uh, I look for it to be a small, uh, low scoring game. You know, I think Miami needs, as you, I, I think Vish, we use this all the time. You can't make mistakes and you can't turn over the ball. And they do a lot of that in the first five minutes of the game. So, um, uh, no, I, I think that they, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a defensive type of game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think because both defenses are capable, you know, of handling each other. Uh, I'm not saying that Pitt's a one-dimensional team because they throw the ball a little bit too. So, yeah, no, I, I expect a really good game. Uh, it's going to be competitive. Uh, I think that, you know, they're. I think the crowd will feed off of that. You know, a couple of days after Thanksgiving, uh, people are coming and, you know, just – and like you said, you're you're in town for that, and there's a lot of people who have come down for that game. Probably Mark that done their calendar, especially if you live in the uh, in the Northeast right now, like uh, like DJ, and it's like uh, snowing everywhere. I mean, this is a it's not snowing where you're at, no. I was just shaking my head at the oh. cold. It was 19 degrees, and I was walking my dog this morning, and uh, it's pretty cold up here. Yeah, I can Come imagine on. it. Or you could be in Buffalo where they've got nine <laughs> feet of snow. I mean, I know. I mean, it hasn't stopped raining here for like. <laughs> oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It, it's two solid days of rain here. Two yeah. solid days of rain here. But yeah, it's warm rain. It's definitely not cold. No, but uh, no, that's my thoughts. I, I think, it's a night um, game, too. So, you know, people, well, you should get a hopefully a decent crowd out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always, you know, the pit has 14 kids from the state of Florida on the roster. And uh, yeah. It's, I think it's exciting. I think it'll be an exciting game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. I I, I found myself looking at, you know, against my better, better judgment, I found myself looking forward to this game as well. Uh, yeah. DJ, what are your thoughts on heading into Pitt here? Pittsburgh's interesting, especially their quarterback, Keaton Slovis. He was one of the more yeah. talked about transfers in the offseason. And, um, you know, he's kind of been up and down this year. He has 2,135 yards passing. Seven touchdowns and eight interceptions. Um, you know, last week he went 15 to 32 on the day, throwing for one 198, a touchdown and two interceptions. So he is kind of up and down. But I'm just really kind of interested to see. And and you guys touched on this, but can Miami get off to a fast start? And can they not kind of lull their way into the second half and then get things going from there? Because you know, it seems like they've started off slow in many games this season and. You know, there is still there are still things to play for, obviously a bull bit and things like that. So I'd love to see Miami kind of just start off fast in this game and kind of, you know, set the tempo at their own pace and not play into the hands of Pitt. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I but Vish and I say this at every pregame is that they can't make mistakes and turnovers and they do. And you know, you look back at the Virginia Tech game, you look at the Virginia game. 
those are games I think Miami does so well because they're defensive-oriented games. And I think that this has got a lot of that those characteristics in this game. And like I said, Slovis is, was a lights-out kid as a freshman quarterback, sophomore quarterback at USC, but seems like he's kind of lost his way. And uh, I didn't see Lincoln Riley diving after him to keep him there. No, so. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things, though. I think we underestimate, you know, fit and and comfort with the, with the system and a coaching staff for a quarterback. And you know, a lot of these transfer quarterbacks do not work out well. <laughs> and and Derek King's an exception where he came in here and kind of supercharged our offense. Most a lot of like JT Daniels got benched again. Like he's bounced around. Seems like every program in America at this point. It's just yeah. You know, I mean, these are it's it's tough if you don't get that stability. Because it takes playing quarterback is really hard. I think you know our video game culture a little bit. Boy, I'm gonna sound yeah. old. Yeah, no. you know it's it's much easier when you're hitting a button on a controller. You see the whole field natively because it's all on the same screen. Right, it's very so hard to play quarterback. You got these. Oh yeah, yeah. huge. Michael Penix probably is the exception to the rule. Yeah, no, some of them do work out, but the vast majority do not. <laughs> and 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 it's it's tough because the the reason is because. There's not, I know this probably wink, wink gets violated, but there's not a lot of practice time. It's not a lot of time to get up to speed. You transfer in and you're expected to start immediately. That is a tough thing it to is. ask of anyone. It is. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, some of them, sometimes it works out, but a lot of times it's just difficult, especially if it's a one year deal. You're going to go in there and hit the ground running immediately. It's not easy to do when you're changing systems, changing terminologies, trying to get used to your teammates, the way your coaches behave in practice and all get all of that in and lead the team starting game one. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to get through. It is. Um, it is. So speaking of quarterbacks, though, let's talk about ours because <laughs> uh, Mario hinted pretty heavily today that it looks like TVD might might play. Um, is that is that the move? You, uh, I'll start with you, Blue. What would you do, assuming he's is, if he's ready to go? Do you do you go back to him or or I'm assuming it would be him or, or Jakari? But if you think it should be Jake Garcia, throw that out there too. But but I mean, well, would you go back to TVD at this point? Probably not. I'd probably would start Brown, you know, I mean, give him a home start, let him, uh, let him start at home and, uh, see how he does. And, uh, you know, it, it's sort of like that, that pitching by committee. Maybe I'd do that. You know, whoever's has the hot hand because you're in a situation now, because I mean, and, and I feel I've always felt very strongly about this because I mean, you got a guy pitching a no hitter and you think nothing of, yanking his butt because uh, the percentages but if you do it in football it's like wow some unwritten rule that you're losing the team and all that but listen so everybody has off days and i would go with a hot hand i think i'd play them all i think i'd play really play them all final home game uh you know i i think uh the, the fans deserve to see all of them and uh and i don't think that the see this is the type of team that has been built into a team process so they're not going to one individual's, you know, is not going to say, ah, D, I'm not going to play for him. He's so you get that at a lot of schools where, you know, a kid will go out, he'll get yanked because he's not doing very well. And then the offensive, you know, the offense won't respond around him. And, uh, but to answer your question, I think I, I would like to see all three of them play. I, I think so too. I think, you know, you want to, you know, give the ball to Tyler Van Dyke to see if he can, help you get over the hump for that last game. But at the same time, you know, you want to continue the development process with Brown. I mean, this is what this is how you build a program. You just continue to develop players and put them in situations, no matter how uncomfortable or weird they might be. And 
you know, you continue to build them and help them get better. So I agree with Blue. I'd put, you know, all three out, see what they have, and, you know, continue, use this game. Not only you obviously want to try to win, of course, but also use this game as, you know, again, development for the future because this is going to be not a long process, but a process. And, you know, development is a huge part of it, and it starts – you know, it's 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 basically started the season and it's going to continue uh, right up until the end. And hopefully, you know, it means a victory and a bowl game bid. Yeah, t- to me, it's more, you know, where where is this team headed from a future standpoint? Can I agree with what you said, DJ, in terms of what does look like next year? If you think TVD is here next year right, and this is going to be his team, which is questionable, right? But if, but, you know... Hopefully Mario has a better read on the room than we would from outside the program. Then you hand the, hand him the keys back to his program and let him go out there and lead this team on senior day. And I, I think, you know, I think Jakari will definitely play anyway. Cause one of the things that worries me if we go back to TVD is, I mean, Jakari Brown is kind of the running game at this point. Right. And, and without him in there, you're going to lose a lot of that running ability, mm-hmm. which I mean, one of the things I, I, it was very easy to watch the Clemson game and say, man, TVD would have hit those throws. But the layer to that is, are those receivers even open if they're not worried, if the defense isn't looking in the backfield to see if Jakari's running? Um, probably not in some of those cases. Like, they're they're actively, like, reading the backfield instead of the receiver because they're worried the quarterback's going to run. So you lose that. Um, so I, I think if TVD starts, I think we'll probably have Jakari in for some plays. I don't think Jake Garcia will play unless it goes bad. But in terms of what they should do, if TVD is the – the person you think is going to be your starting quarterback next year, then you should put him back in there. And that's not outside the realm of possibilities at all, given the way the season has gone. The other thing is he started to play. I think we all, you know, we remember, we remember how he was playing at the end of last year. I remember how he started this year, right before he got hurt. He started to get it. He started to get comfortable in this offense. They were moving the ball, still couldn't score, which again is a problem that's permeated the whole year. But you know, that, that that the North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Duke until he got injured stretch, he was playing really well. North Carolina is the best game he's played in his entire career. So he started to get it and it started to click, and then he got hurt. So, you know, if he's looking at that and saying, if I put that on tape for a year, my draft stat's going to go way up, and Miami would love to have him put that on tape for a year. So if that's where you're looking, then I don't see any reason why you wouldn't go back to him. And frankly – you know, Jakari Brown probably needs more work as a passer. I'll, I'll quote Jazz since he told me this before his illness. Um, that, you know, he thinks he probably needs another year of seasoning, and I, I tend to agree with that as a passer. Yeah. And so, you know, next year would be great if you still have TVD there to kind of be the starting quarterback and, you know, carry that load and response weight, but still have, you know, some packages for Jakari as well. Um, it's probably a best-case scenario for Miami, so – Again, we don't know where TVD's head's at. If he's looking elsewhere, he could still go pro because he, he won't go in the first round, I don't think. But no, but first two or th- first three rounds certainly a possibility. And that's and the analysis they have to do. I think we kind of forget is it's not just you know where am I going to get picked. It's like what am I going to get from coming back or transferring? Am I going to improve my stock a lot? Because a lot of these kids, like, they come out and they get drafted in the fifth round, like, oh, you should have gone back to school. And it's like, well, they were going to be a fifth round or sixth round pick the next year, too. Like, they weren't going to – that's just what they are, right? If it's measurables and, like, well, if you, you, they're 40 times not going to get better, right? I mean, some of this stuff is just – so I think we tend to – yeah. yeah, I think, I think we tend to, to say it's a mistake if they don't get drafted high. Well, 
I mean, if they're not going to be able to improve their draft side, and I do think a quarterback can. So especially for him, who's still hasn't actually played that much. He's played probably a combined season. Yeah. Because he didn't start last year and he didn't finish this one. So so he could probably use more 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 quality play on tape. Um, and so I think he's probably a good candidate to come back. But some his kids just like, yeah, if I'm gonna be picked at all, I'll go pro because you know, start getting paid now and I'm not gonna be picked any higher. And right. you know, based on what we've seen here, <laughs> you know, one reason to come back would be well, maybe this team could make the playoffs next year. I don't think that's the case with our program. So, you know, they're not really played for that either. So, oh, yeah, yeah, the I think, I think some of these players will have some 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 decisions to make, too, in terms of where they go pro. I forgot about the 12-team playoff next year, right? Is that next year? I don't th- is that, or is it two, two years? years I, think. I think it's for 24. Yeah. What what happens next year is the ACC gets rid of divisions. So we're going to have a yeah, free Yeah, that's throw. right. We're gonna have a free for all, totally different. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna end the coastal having won it only one time. So it's gonna be the wild, wild west next year. Dad, our schedule's tough, so be prepared for that. I mean, any game against BC if Miami plays is a win for Miami. So I don't know how tough it is, but anyway, we, we, the, the other games, the, the the I think there's NC State, there's Clemson, the non-aligned ones, which are Florida State, Louisville, and Boston College, are not not friendly next year. So. Hmm. Damn. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I think the quarterback room is going to be interesting next year, especially if uh, Van Dyke comes back because, you know, then, you know, that gives Brown another year or so to develop under Van Dyke. But if Van Dyke goes pro, I mean, then I think that Brown could have a chance to step into the starting role. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, well, he's going to have to win it. And that's... Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, I mean, it's we'll say you don't know what's in Van Dyke's head. He could right. end up at UConn, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't know what's in his head. You know where the coaching staff is at. Maybe right. they, maybe they're looking to. I mean, obviously, one of the things that you know, Tagas is either credit or fault, depending on how you view this. But he has certainly vastly changed the offense depending on who the quarterback is. I mean, we went yeah. from certainly like their plan A for him and for Mario <laughs> is. I want the quarterback to turn and hand the ball off and get seven yards whenever I want. That's not the case right now, but that's definitely – so we do force the run quite a bit. But when that didn't work, I mean, he went to that, – that UNC game, I mean, we threw three times as much, much as we ran. And then he had to shift it back when, when Van Dyke got injured and it became a much more run-oriented team. So I'd say that's that, a credit to guess for sure. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you can make the, – the reason I said depending how you view this because you can make the opposite argument that – you know, you need they need consistency. How is anyone else on the team going to perform if you're just switching up the offense to fit yeah. fit the quarterback? What about the rest of the team? And you know, you could certainly make the case that one of the reasons they look out of sync is because we're running different offenses depending on who the quarterback is. But good point. Um, but with that said, yeah. you know, what is the one they actually want to run? Like coming into this year, it's no brainer. TVD is the starter, but you know, now that Jakari's got some game under his belt, you know, is he the guy they actually just prefer? Right, it's got to be the only the way TVD comes back is he wants to come back, and the coaching staff wants him to come back, and and basically he's going to be like, yeah, you're the starter. This is your team. Otherwise, he's going to join. There's no reason he was going to come back and back up Brown. So, so that's that's kind of something we don't know yet. So, just closing that conversation off. Next year, uh, uh, open the season hosting the other Miami, Miami of Ohio. Yeah, yeah, team. wow. Then, uh, then Texas A and M comes to town. Uh, <clears throat> September 23rd is at Temple. 
Um, and then the conference games are not dates yet. At Florida State, obviously. Um, at North Carolina, at Boston College, at North Carolina State. So those are the road games. That is not so, friendly. That is not, that is not friendly. And then home is is Georgia Tech, Virginia. Um, Virginia Clemson Tech, and, or no? They don't play. No, Virginia. no, we don't play Virginia Tech this next year. We play the other two are Clemson and Louisville. Okay. So we have Clemson. So kind of in terms of tough schedule, tough yeah, schedule. Yeah, Clemson. We have Clemson, NC State, uh, North Carolina, and Florida State. Um, three of those four are on the road, um, and then we also have A and M at a conference. So yeah, not not okay. not gonna, not a friendly schedule. Yeah, that's not easy. Yeah, that is that is definitely not friendly. But that's how you get tougher. So I, I am all 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 for that. All right. Well, as we kind of move to to wrap things up, do either of you guys have any final thoughts on on, on the pit game here? Win. That's yeah, my final thought. Really. Win. <laughs> um, like I said, I I just think that Miami is going to come out play a little bit. I mean, I know they've tried to play for pride this year. I can't say they haven't. I just think things will click. The the crowd will get behind them. They'll almost will them into. Uh, into the into the postseason and um, yeah it'll feel good and we'll have a great show next week and we'll be able to tell everybody uh how we said they were going to a bowl at the beginning of the year yeah <laughs> let's, let's, let's fingers crossed, fingers crossed. yeah and also just if you're going to the game you know if you get into your seats a few minutes early cheer the seniors as they come out of the tunnel that's always 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 a nice thing to do yeah the stadium tends to be fairly empty when that happens but you know if you can get out of your tailgate a little bit early just to go see the seniors running on the field that's 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 a uh that could be a good thing um yeah. all right so yeah as as blue said i don't know what we're doing i'll have to talk to jazz so hopefully he's recovered in terms of uh pre-game this weekend but we'll definitely as blue said be back on uh on uh next monday at 8 30 as always we'll talk about um you know how, how miami beat pit and is going to a bowl game, and we'll start talking about what bowl game that might be. Hopefully not the Cheez-It Bowl. I remember the Cheez-It Bowl from two years ago. That was at like 4.30 on a Wednesday, and it was very weird. Okay, well, I mean, whatever I, I it feel, is. I, I, I feel like we're going to get some uh, – let's, let's, let's first secure the bowl bit. But yeah, yeah, we'll, and then we'll worry about where we're going. It will most likely be a, a, a mid-December afternoon game. Based yeah, on probably, yeah. Go to the Bahamas. I mean, that'd be nice. Yeah, that that would be bad. Up in DC, freeze like Bahamas. All right, yeah, but we'll definitely be back. We'll be back Monday with 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 Jazz. Hopefully, back by then. Um, so thanks everyone for sticking with us through the show and through the season. One one game left, and as always, uh, go Canes. Okay. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. Six rings cane show. <laughs> you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.